Hi, everybody. Jimmy Young here. I'm so glad that you could take a few moments to join us as we take a look at the book. The subject today, Satan, Demons, and the End Times. That's the title, by the way, of a five-hour audio series on CD that I have published so that you can better understand the satanic activities in the end times. This is a must study. You know, at the time of the first coming of Jesus Christ, there was much demonic satanic activity that took place. And at the second coming of Christ, that will be the case as well. Leading up to the rapture of the church, we'll see much satanic activity, demons, and they will all be associated with the end time scenario that can be found in Bible prophecy. You need to join us in our study, Satan's Demonic Deception. This is the fourth of the five-part series on Satan, demons, and the end times. Let's study together, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy. Right now, Satan's Demonic Deception. Keep your finger in Genesis because we're coming back, but go to Revelation just for a second. Revelation chapter 17 and verse 17. You might recognize Revelation chapter 17 as that one world religion headquartered in the city of Rome, headed up by the Antichrist, referred to as the whore, a part of that Babylonian uh, whorish system that was established some 4,500 years ago. At the end of the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, during this time of Uh, the one world religion, ecclesiastical Babylon, that will be headquartered in Rome, God is going to allow that false church, that false religiosity, to be destroyed. Verse 16 says, And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, the ten horns representing and referring to the revived Roman Empire, the beast, the Antichrist, and the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore. The whore, it's all apocalyptic literature. Please, I'm not exegeting chapter 17. I'm just telling you what these mean. The whore representing the false church. They shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Now, a very key statement made in the next verse. You might want to underline it. Here it is, verse 17. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will. God will use the revived Roman Empire, human government, howbeit under the control of the Antichrist, it will still be human government. God, it says, will put in their hearts, God will use these leaders, evil leaders, this revived Roman Empire, to accomplish his will. So that human government God established as one of the three godly institutions back in Genesis chapter 9 and verse 6, some 4,500 years ago after the, after the flood, he now will use in the end times to move his will along, f- have the prophetic truth that he has laid out 2,000 years ago to be unfolded. But God's not the only one that will use human government. Uh, we'll come back to Revelation. Go, go back to Genesis just a moment. In Genesis chapter 9, I told you that God comes to Noah, his three sons. He tells them to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, replenish the earth. Chapter 10 now, we see a record of God's will being accomplished through these men. Shem, Ham, 
Jepheth and Noah, and they start to follow his directive to have children. They have sons, and it lays out a genealogy of these that have sons. The second son, which is Ham in verse 6, Ham has a son. His name is Cush. These are the names of nations today in operation. By the way, these first names are names from Ham of uh, Arab nations. This destroys the thinking that Abraham was the father of the Arab nations through Ishmael. You see, Abraham is not going to come on the scene for 500 years. This is chapter 10. Abraham comes on the scene in chapter 12. And in chapter 10, it's 500 years before even the birth of Abraham, 500 and some years before the birth of Ishmael. Ishmael was not the father of the Arab world. Cush here is the name for the modern-day states of Ethiopia, Somalia, and Sudan. And then the next son of Ham, Miseram, is the, modern, is the biblical name for the modern-day state of Egypt. Put is the modern-day state of Libya. And so we see Arab nations coming in existence before Abraham or Ishmael ever come on the scene. So don't be led down that rosy path. Abraham did not establish our father, the Arab world, neither did Ishmael. But follow along. Cush, who is today Ethiopia, Somalia, and Sudan, verse 8, Cush begot Nimrod. Then look at verse 10. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. A kingdom is a form of human government. Nimrod becomes the first king mentioned in the Bible. You, if you have a kingdom, must be a king. Beginning of his king, kingdom was Babel. Babel located in the plains of Shinar. Shinar in Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia meaning the two rivers. What two rivers? The Tigris and the Euphrates. And so Nimrod established his kingdom in the plains of Shinar between the Tigris and the Euphrates on the shores of the Euphrates River at a place called Babel, which is today known as Babylon, and its modern-day name is Iraq. 4,500 years ago, the focus on what most of us are focusing on today, the lead story in the NBC News, focus then on Babylon today on that same area of the world. But this is the beginning of his kingdom. So now we're going to see that indeed human government is going to be in play. But notice what God told Shem, Ham, and Jepheth and Noah to do. He said in chapter 9 and verse 1, Be fruitful, multiply, and repeople the earth. And what does Nimrod do? Satan can use human government as well. He allows and makes way for Nimrod to move into Babel, bring all the peoples of the world into Babel. Instead of spreading out, repeopling the earth, they go to Babel. And there, chapter 11, verse 4, he says, Let's build us a great city. And they build the city of Babylon. That is human government. By the way, remember what Satan, when he saw God give Adam dominion over all of creation. Genesis 1, 28. What did he say? From here on, I have got to do what God does. I've got to be like God. I've got to have one human who I delegate to be over all of the earth. All of humankind. And so he impacts Nimrod. 
possesses Nimrod with one of his demonic agents. And Nimrod moves to Babel, Babylon, establishing a one-world society, a one-world government. Here is Satan now using human government. Interestingly, this is the 11th chapter of the book of Genesis. Go to the 18th chapter of the book of Revelation. Notice what happens there. In the 18th chapter of the book of Revelation, and after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, Babylon is fallen. The word Babylon is used three times in chapter 18, the word city is used six times, the word great is used eight times, so we're talking about the great city of Babylon, which in the literal city of Babylon, I'm not talking about a mystical city of Babylon. I'm not talking about Babylon referring to New York City. No way is that possible. Babylon is literal Babylon on the shores of the Euphrates River. We were talking about the reality of a literal Babylon. Ron and I have a mutual friend who has walked twice in the city of Babylon, has come back to the States, written several books about it, Charlie Dyer. He is, has been there, a leading Bible teacher in the world today, working uh, in the Bible department, provost of Moody Youth Bible Institute in Chicago. And others I've talked to have been in Babylon. And in fact, I have talked to those while in Babylon on my radio broadcast. A young man named Bob McGinnis, who is a, a commentator for both Fox News, CNN, and for Jimmy Young's call-in talk program every Saturday. Bob McGinnis, a graduate of West Point. In fact, interestingly, in 1972, when he was a plebe at West Point during their four weeks of, of camp before they started their first year, Jack Wurtson sent me down. I was with Word of Life at that time, sent me down to West Point to speak, and Bob was in that group. And today, he is now being considered to be in one of the positions in the new Bush administration at the Pentagon. He has been for the last four years an advisor to the Pentagon and a key player in make, being a commentator for what's been going on. He's been in Babylon. So I can, no, I've not been there yet. I can testify to you. Men have been there. I saw Geraldo Rivera on Fox News, a live telecast from there. Babylon is a literal city and it's going to be Satan using that city once again, as he did in the days of Nimrod 4,500 years ago. In the very near future, he will use Babylon again to be the political, economic, governmental capital of the world, which Antichrist will rule and reign and operate out of. As we study God's Word, we become very aware of how Satan and his demons will play a role in the end times. That is the focus of this five-hour audio series, a portion of which we just listened to, that you need to have in your library. It will help you to understand the times in which we're living and the part that Satan and his demons will play in these end times. If you'd like to have your copy, you can call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298. Now, that's a toll-free number from across America, 877-674-3298. Or go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall inside our website, and you can make your order of Satan, Demons, and the End Times, a prophetic audio five-part series on CD that's available for you to purchase. 
We'd love to have you study along with us because as we continue to study God's Word, we become more and more aware of the fact that we are indeed living in the end times. You know, the next event to take place in the end times is the rapture of the church. There's no prophecy that has to be fulfilled before the rapture of the church. That could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's basically nothing else for me to say except let's keep looking up until...